when things are painful, when people are suffering, it is so important that we reach out to those we believe are in pain or are suffering. I don't like to argue, so I say nothing and fume for days. How do I set boundaries without sounding like a jerk? I hate the idea that I might accidentally offend somebody, so sometimes I'd just rather say nothing at all. Welcome to the Language Alchemy Podcast, and thank you for joining me today. This is your host, Alejandra Siroca, a transformative communication teacher and coach who's devoted to helping multicultural individuals and couples on the path of transformation transform their lives and relationships through conscious communication. Thank you so much for being here in this 15-minute or so weekly mini-workshop on conscious communication the kind of communication that helps you express yourself authentically as the mature, caring adult you are. Whether you're new to the podcast or you have been listening to the Language Alchemy podcast for a while, I am grateful you're here in this podcast that helps you show up in your life and your relationships with clarity, confidence, and compassion. Today, I have a Q&A episode for you. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I like recording podcast episodes in which I answer your questions. And why is that? Because the answer to your question is going to be beneficial to thousands of people who, like you, are having a similar experience. And my primary intention in having the Language Alchemy podcast is to be of service to you and to everyone who wants to bring forth more peace, more love, and more equity to our precious human family. Now, before I answer the questions I am going to address in this episode, I want to invite you to send me your questions. When you send me your questions, this is a deep act of generosity towards others who are also in need for answers. You can send me your questions to languagealchemy.com forward slash podcast question. I'll add the links in the show notes. Now, going back to this episode, I believe this episode will be poignant for you. And here's why. Because I am going to talk about what to consciously do and say when you don't know what to do or say. And I'm pretty sure that like the people who ask me the questions I'm going to answer in this episode, you too have encountered moments in these last two weeks in which you have not known what to say or what to do. And why do I keep saying these last two weeks? Because of what's happened and has been happening and most likely is still happening with our precious human family in Israel, in the Gaza Strip, the Middle East, and the deep amount of pain and suffering that we now know about. In these last two weeks, clients and friends asked me what to say when they didn't know what to say. Specifically, one person wanted to know what to say to a person who has family in Israel. Another person wanted to know 
what to say about what's going on in the Middle East at work when she felt that nobody was talking about it. But when the Russian invasion to Ukraine happened, she experienced that a lot of people talked about it at work. Another person who has deep connections with Israel was beyond anger and despair about the atrocities committed to people in Israel. And he didn't know what to say to acquaintances who were saying things out loud without knowledge of the complexity of the situation. So this is the context within which I am going to answer the bigger question of what you do or say when you don't know what to do or say. And perhaps like clients and friends, you didn't know what to do or say for fear of doing or saying the quote-unquote wrong thing, or for fear of offending others, or for fear of being misunderstood. Or maybe you didn't know how others would take what you wanted to say, and you want to make sure that what you say conveys your good intentions. And perhaps you also wanted to offer something to another person during these last two weeks. Maybe it was comfort, or at the very least, some sort of understanding. As you listen to this episode, don't think of it as a negative or a downer episode. In fact, for a while now, for several years, what has been happening in our world with our precious human family has required you and me to show up with a stable sense of clarity, with strong confidence, and with unwavering compassion. The immediate people in your life need this from you. And frankly, all of us. All members of our precious human family need you. And because we human beings, at the very essence of who we are, we are caring, we are loving, and we are collaborative, we all have the capacity to decrease the pain and suffering that we and others experience. We cannot help ourselves or others if we don't talk about it, or if we don't know how to talk about it consciously. So today, I want to dedicate this podcast to talking about what you can consciously say and do in the face of so much suffering. So first things first, before we can know what to do or say, we need to acknowledge to ourselves that something is happening. In this particular context, we need to acknowledge that our human family is hurting. And it's hurting at a deep level. Members of our precious human family have been and are killing and inflicting great harm on one another. There is the murder and death of our human family members who are Israelis, as well as people who are from other countries but were in Israel at the time of the attempted invasion by Hamas. There's also the suffering and death of our Palestinian human family in the Gaza Strip due to the Israelis' government retaliation and declaration of war on Hamas. 
Right now, what's happening is that there is a lot of pain and suffering. Now, I'm not a political analyst and I do not have political answers. So it would not be skillful of me or useful for you to hear me express political opinions. I'm not a specialist of the complexity of the conflict and painful reality in the Middle East. What I do know, though, is that there is suffering. That suffering is undeniable. And so the first step is to acknowledge that there is pain and suffering. We cannot decrease the pain We cannot offer comfort if we don't acknowledge that something is happening. Even if we don't understand yet exactly all that is happening, even if we don't agree with what's happening or how it is happening, we need to acknowledge that something is happening. So, for example, if someone tells you about how heartbroken, how aggrieved, how helpless they feel about the pain that our human family is suffering in the Middle East, take a moment to acknowledge that. Avoid the temptation of rushing into solutions or trying to comfort the other person too quickly. In fact, a way of comforting one another needs to start with acknowledgement that something is happening. The second thing I'd like to share with you is that the way you acknowledge what's happening is very important. And you do that with your words and also with your tone of voice. So for example, if someone tells you how angry they're feeling, when you acknowledge that, it may sound like, yes, I can hear the anger in your words. Or you may want to say something like, I can sense your anger. Or a simple, yes, you are feeling angry right now. By saying these words, we are acknowledging that something is happening and that is already comforting to the other person. And as I just said, our tone of voice is very important. We need to use a confident and compassionate tone of voice when we enter into this space, a space of what I'd like to call empathic acknowledgement. I recently recorded two episodes on communicating with empathy, and I highly encourage you to listen to them if you haven't. Or even if you have, go back and listen to them. A lot of my listeners tell me how they have their favorite podcast they go back to and they listen to again and again because they listen to them with fresh ears and either pick up something new that they haven't before, or they have greater understanding of a tool that I offered in one of the episodes. If you want a mini workshop on empathic communication, then listen to those episodes, 109 and 110. So going back to the tone of voice, when you are talking to the other person, your tone of voice can sometimes convey much more meaning than the words you use. Yes, your tone of voice is important. Because if you say something like, oh, yes, you are feeling angry right now, 
can you hear how different that feels? How not comforting that tone of voice is, even though I just said exactly the same words I said earlier? Or if you say something like, of course I can sense your anger. Or if you respond with, hello, anger is written all over you, then this tone of voice is not going to offer comfort because the tone of voice I just used conveys judgment and not the kind of acknowledgement that is conducing to connection, to understanding, and to relief. Now, of course, if you are texting or emailing the other person, you will need to rely more heavily on your use of words to acknowledge what's happening. But nonetheless, acknowledge what's happening and be conscious of your use of words and tone of voice. Number three, to the question of how do we talk about this when other people are not talking about this? Well, if you are the one who wants to initiate the conversation about what's going on, Start with your own acknowledgement. You may say something like, I've been heartbroken about what's going on in Israel. Or you may keep it at the level of thought and say something like, I can't stop thinking about people in the Gaza Strip. Or depending on who you're talking to, you may be a little bit more general and say something like, I've had so many feelings about our human family in the Middle East and so many people suffering right now. And if you are someone who wants to initiate the conversation to find out how someone is affected by what's going on and you don't know what to do or what to say, my suggestion is that you do reach out to people right now. When things are painful, when people are suffering, It is so important that we reach out to those we believe are in pain or are suffering. So what can you say? You can say something such as, I've been thinking about you. How are you? Or you may not even ask a question and say, you've been on my mind about what's happening in the Israeli-Hamas war. And by doing this, by reaching out in this way, guess what? You are acknowledging that something is happening. You may not know what specifically is happening with the other person, but you acknowledge that something is happening. Number four. If someone's telling you about how hard this is for them, I'd like you to know that you have infinite options as to how to respond. But before you can respond, you need to know what kind of space you are in. It's kind of like an inner acknowledgement of where you are in this moment. If you don't know what kind of space you're in, What you say or what you do next may be useless, unskillful, and it may create disconnection. It may even be painful for you, for the other person, for both of you. 
So before you respond, check in with yourself and find out what kind of space you're in. And if you've been listening to the Language Alchemy podcast for a while, or if you have worked with me before, because I know that many of you who are listening have worked with me in the past or are working with me right now, then know that the more you practice checking in with yourself, dropping in and finding out what kind of space you're in, the faster that will be. I'm not suggesting that someone says, oh, I'm having a really hard time with this. And then you say, okay, wait a minute. I need to check in with myself and see what kind of space I'm in and then have them wait for 10 minutes and then respond. No, it gets faster and faster. For example, you may very quickly know if you are triggered by what you're hearing. And if that is so, then you are likely going to react. And of course, if the other person is in a lot of pain, your reaction will exacerbate, not comfort their pain. So if you realize that you are triggered and you don't know what to say, you could say something like, wow, this is a lot right now. I'd like to continue this conversation when I have more space or when I have more presence, or when I have more capacity, or when I have more time. Now, if you do this, you need to offer a time when that can be possible. So you may say something like, can we resume this conversation tonight? Or if it's a colleague, maybe you can say, can we talk about this tomorrow? Or can we schedule a meeting about this? this week. Saying something like this lets the other person know that you care about them and that whatever space you're in right now is temporary. It's only happening in this moment, but that you do want to have a connecting interaction about this topic with the other person. So those are some options you have. And if you find out when you connect with yourself that you do have the wherewithal, but you don't know what to say in the moment because what you are hearing that's happening for the other person is really big and hard, then you can let them know that you are here for them. And you can do that, for example, by saying something such as, I am here for you or I'm here with you. You can say, tell me more about this, or I'm here to listen. These are some ways in which you can respond if you find that you are in a space of openness and capacity to listen. Another way in which you can respond is by asking the other person a question, such as, can you tell me more? Sometimes, depending on what the other person is experiencing, you may ask, how can I show up for you right now? Although when people are having a really hard time, they don't know how you can show up for them. So in these cases, listening, the most skillful way in which you can show up for the other person. If the other person keeps talking, then later on, you may want to ask, what kind of support do you need at this moment? 
And you may even offer options such as, do you need understanding from me? Would you like to be heard? You may even offer a hug. Or you could ask if it's okay to hold the other person's hand or to put your arm around them. So again, you have several options there as to what to do and what to say. Number five, if you've reached out to someone that you believe is having a hard time and that person is not responding, then you can reach out to them again and simply let them know that they are on your mind, that they are in your heart. So you may say something like, I'm thinking of you at this time. Or, you've been in my heart all day today. Or something like, I'm here for you if you'd like to connect. Another option would be to say, I'm sending you good wishes and I'm here ready to show up for you when you need it. Or when you're ready. Or when you are up for it. So these are some ways in which you can express yourself if you don't know what to say and you've already reached out to someone you believe is in pain and you haven't heard back from them. Now, if any of these tools that I offered you here are difficult for you, if you struggle to be present or to say anything whenever someone is having a hard time, or if you shut down in the face of pain and suffering of others, please get support. And if you would like my support on how to communicate when things are hard, I'd be happy to have a consultation with you and talk about whether it would be useful for you to work with me for three, six, or nine months and have a customized transformative communication program for you. In our initial consultation, we talk about your needs. I give you some communication tools and suggestions, and we also discuss how long of a coaching program would be beneficial and doable for you. Then I send you an email with my notes from the consultation and my recommendations. And later on, if you decide to sign up for a one-on-one transformative communication program with me, we work on Zoom and we meet twice a month for 75 minutes. And in those sessions, we work on your communication patterns, on your communication needs. We do role plays. We do compassionate inquiry processes. I teach you communication tools, and I create a safe and caring space for you to have a clear understanding of your communication patterns, and then I teach you how to take the steps that you need to take to have the type of life and relationships that you most long for and deserve. In between sessions, We use an online coaching platform in which you have access to my notes after our sessions. And we also use an app through which we communicate in between sessions and you ask me questions. I keep you accountable. I cheer you on your journey. And I also remind you of your capacity to show up more and more as the mature and conscious, compassionate adult 
that you are. My communication coaching programs are completely tailored to you and your needs. And I'm very engaged in that process with you because I am committed to your sustainable transformation. You can find out more at languagealchemy.com and look for services and read the descriptions there. And you can set a consultation with me at languagealchemy.com forward slash work with me. I will add those links in the show notes. And now let's recap what you've heard in this episode. In this episode, I talked about what you can do and say in the face of pain and suffering. I talked about this within the context of what so many members of our precious human family are going through right now because of what's happening in the Middle East and more specifically in Israel and in the Gaza Strip. Today we talked about how in these moments when someone may be going through deep pain, it may be hard to know what to say or maybe when you are going through deep pain, it may be hard to know how to approach the conversation. So I shared five transformative communication tools that you can apply right away. Number one, and this is perhaps the most important tool, is to acknowledge the pain or whatever it is that is happening. Number two, is to be aware of the words you use, to use your words consciously, and also to use your tone of voice consciously when you acknowledge what is happening for you or the other person. Number three is how to approach these interactions if you are the one having a hard time. Number four is to notice what kind of space you're in when you respond. And number five is about how to reach out to people you believe are having a hard time and let them know that you are there for them. And with all these tools, I gave you examples of specific words that you could use. And also, I gave you examples of how you could modulate your tone of voice. Finally, I encourage you to seek support if you're having a hard time showing up for others who are suffering or if you yourself don't know what to say to others when you are having a hard time. And if you want my support, go to languagealchemy.com forward slash work with me to find out more information about how to schedule a consultation with me. If this episode was useful for you, please let me know by adding a review to the podcast. You can add a review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or on Google Podcasts. When you leave a review, the platform makes the podcast accessible to more people because the algorithm notices that there's action on the podcast and it shows the podcast to more listeners. So please leave me a review and when you are doing that, know that you are helping not only others 
listen to the podcast, but you are helping me be of service to those who need me. Thank you so much for listening. And a special thanks to Jaja and to Kate for telling me how the podcast has helped you connect more deeply to yourselves and to your spouses. Until next week, and as we say in Argentina, ciao, ciao. Original music by Gary LaPoe. You can find all links in the show notes at languagealchemy.com.